Welcome back to Under the Scene, I'm Sebastian, and today we're going to be taking a dive into the Netflix series, Cobra Kai. Uh, before we get into today's episode, I'd like to just give a quick shout out to our sponsor of the show, MoviePosters.com. MoviePosters.com is an amazing website that allows you to purchase many classic, new, and upcoming movie posters, as well as original movie posters that come with a certificate of authenticity, so it's guaranteed an original poster. You can select from a range of many amazing films to decorate your house, room, or office space. From the studio to your wall, own a piece of movie history with MoviePosters.com. They are a Canadian-based company, but they also do ship worldwide, so you can purchase these from wherever you are. I highly recommend this site. I'd use it all the time for getting my movie posters because they are 100% guaranteed, and I absolutely love them. Uh, you could use code under the scene at checkout for 15% off your order. Uh, once again, it is MoviePosters.com and code under the scene at checkout for 15% off your order. Uh, I'd like to just give a heads up quickly that there will be spoilers in today's episode. Uh, so if you have not seen the series yet on Netflix or YouTube, I highly recommend watching the series before you continue with this episode if you are one that doesn't want spoilers. Without further ado, we're going to jump straight into this. Uh, we're going to be talking, like I said, about Cobra Kai, one of my new favorite series to watch on Netflix at the moment. I absolutely love it. I'm going through it a second time now uh, watching it, and I absolutely love it. It's a three-season uh, three show as of right now. They are making the fourth one as we speak. Um, they are only 10 episodes uh, per season, so not long, as well as they are only 30 minutes uh more take you know there, there could be uh more or less for each episode but on, on the average it's about a half an hour per show um absolutely fantastic series from beginning to end i absolutely loved it a uh, couple things before we get into this uh it was originally a youtube series for season one and two when it was released in 2018 uh netflix then purchased them for season three and it is now on netflix so you can continue to watch the series on YouTube Premium. That's not a problem there. But if you do have Netflix, it is on there. You can watch it. I highly recommend it. You could sit through it in a day, not a problem. Um, and it's just great content. I absolutely love it. Um, so uh, we'll start off with season one. Season one was a great segue into the series. Uh, what it primarily was was uh, the Karate Kid film, but as a TV show. Uh, is how I felt season one was. Uh, it follows uh, Johnny Lawrence, played by William uh, Zabka. He came back as Johnny Lawrence, as well as Ralph Macchio came back as Daniel LaRusso. So two uh, primary uh, cast members were the original two from the first Karate Kid. And it follows the story more or less now of Johnny Lawrence. Um, you know, this takes place about 34 years after the ending of the original Karate Kid film. Um and it shows just how Johnny is, you know, beaten up, he's run down, he's a handyman trying to make a living, he's struggling, where Daniel LaRusso is, an, is a successful uh, salesman for cars, he works at a car dealership that he owns, and um, it just shows now how it's Johnny's life that we're following instead of Daniel LaRusso's. Um, and so it starts off right away with a bunch of nostalgia with clips from the original film. It shows the uh, the finals against Johnny Lawrence versus Daniel LaRusso in the original Karate Kid. And that's how it opens up and takes place immediately after that, 34 years later, uh, we're following Johnny himself. Um, a couple things from this uh, first season is... 
I felt as much though it was just the first film of Karate Kid, but shown off in a TV series, um, which personally didn't bother me, but in a way that's just what I felt the first season was, was um, what Karate Kid would be if it was a show. And I'm not complaining because it brought back a lot of nostalgia with, you know, uh, Johnny, Daniel, a lot of uh, throwback clips, a lot of mentions, soundtrack was uh, a lot from the Karate Kid as well. Um, so all in all, it was fantastic. It just, you know, if you've watched the Karate Kid, it felt like that again. So it follows uh, Miguel Diaz, someone who moved in to the apartment that Johnny's living at, and he gets picked on by a couple bullies after... Um, preventing them from buying alcohol which he didn't know but in the end it uh, they got mad at him and started bullying him in front of johnny so in a way that was kind of like when uh, of course daniel and johnny originally get into an argument in the first karate kid with the whole boombox scene at the beach and then the uh the halloween dance when mr miyagi jumps in to save daniel was like this scene uh just a lot quicker where johnny was at the the mini mall and he sees Miguel getting harassed by a couple of bullies, and uh, he jumps in there and and basically defends Miguel at that point. Uh, from there, of course, um, Miguel wants to get Johnny to teach him karate, um, and you know it takes a couple tries for him to get it, but he finally ends up getting uh, Johnny to teach him karate after he sees, you know all the the struggle and everything that he's going through and um it was it was really cool um with that whole aspect there especially the fact that they brought back uh ralph macho it was it was really cool to, to see the two uh back on the screen together again uh their rivalry was still there and will continue to be there um i think for the foreseeable future um so that was cool uh to see them back together um, some other nostalgic points that we got from season one was, uh, there's a scene about the Halloween dance and Miguel Diaz coming from a lower income at that point, didn't really have a costume. His, his, uh, grandmother and mother made him a costume, which was pretty horrendous. And, um, and so he asks if he has a suggestion and Johnny suggests the, amazing costume that was worn in the karate kid uh first film by johnny and his crew uh was the skeleton costume so the the suit with the face paint and that was worn again in uh in this uh tv series so a lot of nostalgia was brought back which was which was really cool especially for the people that were around when this movie first came out uh they could appreciate it more than of course someone like myself who yeah i watched it when when i was older but I wasn't around in, in that time when it first come out, so it wasn't in my my era. But I still appreciate all the all the nostalgia and all all the stuff that they they brought back in in both the movie and the the TV series, which was which was really cool for me. Um, so what I felt the uh, the whole point of the season one was is um, William uh, uh, Zabka said it best in an interview with IMDb is he was told when he was offered the show that it was supposed to be a uh, a bad Santa version, but bad sensei. And you really see that in this show uh, with that. There's a lot of jokes that, you know, should never be acceptable. Uh, but when Johnny was around, I guess 
was the social norm at that time, although it shouldn't have been, it was. Uh, and he's still so, uh, in that time, he's not caught up to modern times where he still says some of the jokes um, and insults that, you know, shouldn't be said, but he does. So it's, it is basically Bad Santa, but a Karate Kid version. And uh, I really appreciate it because it brought a lot of humor to the show. Um, especially for someone like myself in my age group where, you know, um, we can laugh at this, uh, at those jokes. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're funny. There's good comedy. But for someone who's a younger audience, if you're watching with your family, some of the jokes might be a bit too much and you may not want to watch it. But all in all, the whole show was, was fantastic. And I appreciated the, all the work they put into it because it was fantastic. So, um, a couple things they've added in season one that were different from the original one where you had the, uh, Johnny and Daniel, uh, feud always there. And then they brought a new cast of a younger generation of Karate Kid. Um, and it was now what was cool. It wasn't just following one person's story of being, you know, bullied and picked on and wanting to learn karate. It was now an entire class of people. Uh, you can say. So we had Miguel Diaz himself, played by Zolo uh, Marandena. I'm probably butchering that name, and I apologize, but he plays Miguel Diaz, and he's absolutely fantastic. Uh, follows Jacob Bertrand, who plays Eli uh, Moskowitz, or a.k.a. Hawk, as we learn later on, as well as Aisha, who's played by Nicole Brown. Um, so those are the main three that get picked on and take up this karate class. So there's now three people that we're following instead of just um, the one uh, that was a like karate kid. As well as you have the other side, which is um, the bullies are more advanced now. So, of course, in the karate kid, when it came out, which was, uh, I believe, 1984, there wasn't much of course, technology back then for them to do all this cyberbullying and everything. But nowadays, that's what they mainly implemented. So they still had your aspects of uh, physical uh, abuse and um, and verbal abuse as bullying. But now there was also cyberbullying uh, implemented in the show, which in a way was was cool to help the younger generation and everything to see, you know, kids can be mean and you've, you've got to, you know, talk to someone if you can. Get someone to know what's going on. Don't just bottle things up. It could end up worse. Um, and, you know, the show really, really showcased that as well as to defend yourself. Now, not, of course, in the matter that they do in this show. They're not saying to go and learn how to fight uh, to not defend yourself, but to hurt someone. Um, it, in a way, it's just saying you got to learn how to uh, defend yourself mentally and physically in a way. Uh, from these these bullies because kids can be mean it's it's a known fact everyone goes through it once in their life and uh, this show really showcased that and in, uh, in high school with cyberbullying uh, you know posting videos pictures uh, how much a rumor can spread and in a way bring someone down and and, and ruin their their uh, their mindset and this karate class for these kids was a uh, was a good escape for them in a way. So it was really cool to see that aspect. Um, and then of course you have your, your scenes that were so much like the original karate kid. Like I said, um, the Halloween dance was one, um, with the costume coming back. Then you had the whole scene, um, with 
him taking on the bullies was was uh, when Daniel tried to stand up, especially even at the beach when he when he uh, hit Johnny. So there's a lot of clips that were like it, but also different in a way. And it was really cool. Um, one of my favorite things from season one, and I'm going to tell you now, it's a cast member. I absolutely love this character. He's, uh, he's my favorite. Is Jacob Bertrand, who plays Eli slash the Hawk, is absolutely fantastic. So uh, he's by far my favorite character. Um, in the entire series so far, he's one of those characters that um, that you love him at the beginning. You can grow to hate him throughout the second season and some of the third, but then love him again in a way. Um, I was one that just enjoyed the character the entire time, so I never really switched my position. Yeah, he was mean as he you know pursued this karate career in a different persona of a person, but realistically i just enjoyed the character he was played very well and overall um jacob did a fantastic job of uh portraying him especially with that changeover of going from a, a shy kid who doesn't like to talk who gets picked on to being you know this cool kid who knows karate and then by the end of the season three he's now a cool kid who knows karate but he's back to his normal self in a way with the aspect of being quote-unquote badass as johnny would say um, so it's cool. And there's a lot of, uh, uh, life lessons you learn throughout season one and two, um, which of course they're explained kind of okay. I I could say so, some were, uh, you know, you don't want to follow it exactly as Johnny Lawrence would, uh, say the life lesson, but he's not wrong in a way. Um, so you got to take them as they are, but without, you have to look deeper into the uh, the life lessons they said because the way Johnny explains them is, like I said, he's so caught up in the the 80s that he explains them with a lot of, uh, I guess you'd say for him it's a lot of passion uh, to his life lessons. He's uh, he's someone who's like that. So all in all, the first season was, was, was really good. They brought back the All-Valley Tournament, so we got to see that again with a slight twist. Um that being said, we see Johnny Lawrence has a kid, uh, Robbie Keane, played by Tanner Buchanan. And um, fantastic job uh, with with Tanner playing Robbie. Um, he is a character that, of course, hates his father because his father was never there. He then wants payback, so he joins, um, joins uh, LaRusso. Otto to kind of get back at his dad and Robbie's one of those characters that is a delinquent he's uh steals stuff does drugs skip school all that stuff so he's a really you know he's a delinquent at that time and he joins LaRusso Otto to get back at his father but ends up enjoying what he's doing and he's learning karate uh with with Daniel LaRusso being his uh sensei and he's learning all this this cool stuff and he ends up switching near the end of the season now he still hates his father throughout the entire series there um you don't blame him because you know he's been absent from most of this kid's life and now all of a sudden he's trying to get back into it because everything that's going on uh with the karate with the skipping school joining daniel instead of you know going to see johnny himself so there's a lot of stuff there but overall he was one of those characters that became the uh, Daniel LaRusso by the end of the season and Miguel became the Johnny Lawrence by the end of the season. What was really cool about the All Valley Tournament this 
time around was it was a regular tournament same aspect they brought back the the kick which was showcased in the first fight of the all valley tournament johnny tells miguel to well, he whispers the move we don't know what he tells him to do and then when we see it it was the famous kick from the original karate kid so it's cool they brought that back they didn't put as much uh you know drama into that scene it was a quick little action done point move on uh which was cool but by the time we get to the end of the tournament it was pretty much a straight ripoff of karate kid with a slight twist so what i mean by that is semifinals is miguel versus uh i believe his name was xavier stone in the show um of course a lot of a lot of drama there back and forth 2-2 and then miguel wins moves on to the finals um next fight is hawk versus robbie Keane, and in that fight we see them going back and forth. It's I believe it was 1-1 at the time. And um, Robbie's going back to his, uh, his side of the mat. And we see a shot to the back, you know, before the fight even started on, on the next round. And he gets disqualified. So right there, that was basically a take from the original Karate Kid, just in a different way. Um, so Hawk gets disqualified. And Johnny, of course, doesn't like it. One, because, you know... It's basically going back to the way the original Cobra Kai was with no mercy. Uh, and Johnny doesn't really want that. And the other reason was because it was his kid. Which, of course, he didn't tell anyone um, there that it was his kid. But they didn't know. They didn't show mercy. They listened to what Johnny said and attacked Robbie poorly. Uh, so Hawk gets disqualified and now... Um, Robbie goes on to the finals to face Miguel. There's your typical Daniel versus Johnny story again, uh, with a slight switch up here. Um, so they're in the back of the, uh, arena there in the, uh, in the wing to get looked at. And we see, uh, Robbie has basically a dislocated shoulder at this point. And Daniel LaRusso's in the back and you see him clap his hands and start rubbing him together to, uh, Basically to pay homage to what Mr. Miyagi did, of course, in the original Karate Kid to heal Daniel LaRusso faster. In the old um, the old way of that he knew uh, to heal someone. Um, which was funny about this because he does it and you're like, oh, here we go again. We're going to see this scene again. Then Daniel stops and just calls for a medic, which I found was absolutely hilarious watching it just because... Um, you're expecting it to be like that. And Daniel LaRusso was like, well, I was never taught it. I don't know this way. I'm just going to call a professional. So he calls a medic. It was, it was, a it was funny to see that it was, it was something cool that they did. Um, and then following that was, uh, the final fight between Miguel and, uh, and Robbie. And at this point you kind of figure, okay, they're going to do exactly what the original Karate Kid was. And Robbie's going to win this this fight the underdog story um and they didn't this time which was actually cool so they went on the full 2v2 um with points it was on the final point there were some bad blows to each other as the original was um but by the end of this fight instead of robbie Keane winning which would be the typical karate kid story like daniel would have won um johnny lawrence and miguel diaz actually won the fight this time and it was cobra kai winning the finals finally so it was cool that they they took the aspect of the original karate kid movie into the last fight but instead of 
you know, the original story, they rewrote it to get Miguel winning instead of Robbie, which was also cool because now it opens up a path for this next two seasons that we see. And it expands this, this as they call it, the Karate Kid universe to so many ways they, they want to do it. Uh, so season one was, like I said, a really great season for an opener. It was funny. Um, and it was, like I said, just more of a nostalgic point. Uh, then the way they end off the season one was, I think it was brilliant in a way. Um, Daniel LaRusso is driving Robbie back after the tournament, and he ends up going to a place that Robbie hasn't seen before, and we haven't seen all season. Uh, when they walk through the gate, we see a couple cars covered with one lifted up. Now, if you remember what that car was, it's a pretty iconic uh, vehicle in, it, in itself, it's the 1947 Ford Super Deluxe that Mr. Miyagi uh, basically hands off to Daniel LaRusso at the end. And they start playing in the background some subtle music from the original Karate Kid. And you kind of just feel that nostalgia at that point where it was it was really cool for them to do. I wasn't actually expecting it, uh, considering we haven't seen it all season. I wasn't expecting it that season. I was thinking, okay, season two, we might see the the uh the dojo but uh we finally got it at the end of season one and it was it was amazing it was the same thing as the original karate kid with the blue house the orange fence all the cars were there it was it was a great little thing to throw in there and that's where daniel shows robbie and goes we're gonna open up our own dojo and train here that was the first part and that's when you think it's gonna end it doesn't then we cut to johnny uh cobra kai sitting in his dojo, and you hear the door open. And at that point, you're thinking, okay, it's uh, Miguel probably coming back to, to talk about it. And it's not. We see a silhouette of a gentleman in the back talking about how uh, they thought we were done. They, you know, they thought we were over. You know, the story is just beginning. And a gentleman walks out of the shadow, and it's Martin Cove who plays John Kreese. Now, at the beginning of the season, we find out, well, we were told that Johnny believes John Kreese is dead. He's actually not. So he shows up at the end of the season, and it's absolutely fantastic. So now, not only do we get the original dojo coming back into the series, we now see John Kreese as well. Um, which, of course, a lot of people hate John Kreese. Uh, some people may like him. You know, you, you are supposed to hate him as a character. In some points throughout this show, they kind of make you feel like you want to feel bad for him, but you can't. And then they do full circles where you end up hating him anyways. So all in all, uh, it was a fantastic first season. They brought back another love triangle with uh, Robbie Keane, Miguel Diaz, and uh, Samantha LaRusso, Daniel LaRusso's uh, daughter. Uh, that was very typical, very you know predictable at that point. The minute you saw her and Miguel, you figured they're going to get together. And then when I saw Robbie Keane, I was like, okay, he's going to be the third party in the love triangle, uh, which usually happens as it was in the first Karate Kid. So the last thing I'm going to say about season one, which I thought was amazing that they brought this up, was we found out more of the past about Johnny himself. Um, what I mean by that is in the original Karate Kid, we know Johnny is a, he comes from a richer family and he's a bully. That's all we know picks on daniel daniel comes from a, a lower income family just his mother and uh he gets picked on 
In season one of Cobra Kai, we get flashbacks of Johnny's past when he's about 12 years old, I think uh, was his age. Uh, when he was age 12, he found out what Cobra Kai was. Uh, and then in the next flashback, we see he's at dinner with his mother and he's talking about, you know, um, how he saw this karate place. He wants to get involved in karate and he's excited to do it. But then we also see a gentleman walk in and it's uh, Johnny's stepdad. So we know he has a stepfather and his stepfather is basically very rude to Johnny. Um, he was the at-home bully, uh, as Johnny's told Daniel uh, when they're at a bar getting drinks together. So we finally see why Johnny was the way he was. And, uh, and it, we saw who he became because of it. And it was, it was sad in a way. But I thought it was really cool that they implemented that uh, to get some backstory. And then this show really makes you feel bad for Johnny. So Johnny was that scrawny uh, kid, or as a stepdad says, scrawny white boy who constantly wants to try new things but ends up, you know, never following through with it. And he would always get picked on as well. So when he's telling his students about his semi-past because he doesn't go fully into it. He explains to them that he was once that kid and he doesn't want people to be like that. He wants you to break out of your shell and quote unquote flip your script. So season one was fantastic for so many reasons. I highly recommend it. Um, just give it a shot. Um, if if you know, you're know you not 100% sure on it, I guarantee you will love it. Um, it's fantastic. And it opens up a pathway to so much more. So we're expected a fourth season coming from this this series. We are on season three now. It just came out this year. Um, and it's amazing. So like I said, season one was exactly like the Karate Kid was. Um, and then season two and three are completely different. They take a different spin on it. You know, opens up so many more paths of a rivalry now with Cobra Kai, John Kreese, and Daniel LaRusso. And the fight scenes keep getting better and better uh, throughout the show goes on. Season 2 was, uh, was personally, obviously, it was better in my eyes than Season 1. Um, due to the fact that there was a giant fight scene near the end of the season, which was amazing. Um, and a lot of drama involved into it. And we saw implements of a new character known as uh, Tori... Uh, uh, is it... Tori Nicholas. Uh, I don't know how to say her last name in the show, but it's Tori, who's played by Peyton List, uh, who's a, a former Disney Channel star. Uh, she's now on Cobra Kai, and she plays the role fantastic. You know this, again, someone who's growing up with a troubled childhood, um, who's badass in a way, but she's mean. She's not a nice person throughout the entire show at all. She joins Cobra Kai, and at this point, there's a giant rivalry now that is forming once again. This time, it's not with just one or two kids. This rivalry is pure two dojos because um, uh, Miyagi-Do Karate finally has a class of students. And Cobra Kai has a full class of students. So now there's a big rivalry between the two uh, dojos and it's taking over at high school malls everywhere anywhere you go there's fights and it's it's a it's a great series to follow on season two as a whole 
just because of that aspect now because we're getting out of the original story we're following these two kids now and um another big big thing from this which was really cool but it i was surprised to the show actually made me tear up a little bit uh in a way from season two uh the main reason why is because we saw the return of the original cobra kai crew which was i believe it was uh johnny tommy uh dutch was one of them and bobby I think that was the original ones. I could be fully wrong on that one, but I believe that's who they were. Were Bobby, Johnny, Tommy, and Dutch. Or Dutch, sorry. Um, I believe that was them. And what happens is Tommy is in the hospital. He's very ill. He's, you know, at that point, potentially on his last leg. And um, they say, you know, we have to give this guy his last run. Right, because you know this is not a place for someone to to go, and that's not the way they want to live. So, they take him out, and it's a heartwarming day for uh, for them as they all spend the day together. And at that point in the show, the next day after they're out celebrating their whole day together, Tommy actually passes away in that season. Now, what's sad from that is the actor in real life actually passed away. Um, so they filmed that death scene. And then after that, in 2019, Rob Garrison, who plays Tommy actually passed away. So they showed that scene of him passing and he actually did in real life following. It was, it was heartbreaking to watch because, you know, it goes way back. And then of course that the death was actually something that followed up after that in real life was was very sad to see you you know you see death scenes in shows they're sad but the actor's still around so it's not that bad seeing a death scene like that with a group of people that were you know i'm assuming were friends outside of the the series uh the movie as well where then his his death actually came to life and it was it was heartbreaking to to hear about for them so to film it and then live it it must have been horrible for them um in a way so it kind of you know, brought tears to my eye a bit seeing that scene uh, just because of that. So season two opened up a lot and brought some depth, depth to the show. And uh, it made me enjoy the series much more because we weren't just going to see tournament after tournament. Um, this one just followed the whole rivalry. And, you know, instead of a love triangle now, there's a love square because Tori gets involved. It's it's an insane cycle of emotions that fly through this show now, getting into season two. But uh, I enjoyed it. Um, easy to follow, and it was fantastic. The other thing that we see is um, a lot of chemistry between Dimitri and Hawk, who Dimitri is one of the original three friends of Miguel, Hawk, and uh, uh, Miguel, um, Eli, and Dimitri. We see Eli and Dimitri's chemistry kind of fade away in this series where Hawk is so overconfident and cocky and arrogant now at this point because of who he's become. He's now lost, you know, his friends. He's hurting people that he actually cared about at that point. And uh, again, I really enjoyed Hawk as a character. I, I can't imagine why someone wouldn't. 
just because how well the character's uh, portrayed. I know he's supposed to be the Johnny Lawrence, basically, of that series now, but I absolutely love the way he was he was portrayed by Jacob. It was fantastic, and, you know, we were seeing a different side of Hawk as that season went on and continued into season three. So instead of a major tournament at the end of season two, we saw a high school brawl, um, and what caused this was the whole incident between Sam is now dating Robbie. Miguel is now dating Tori in this season. Um, and at some party, Tori witnesses Sam kiss Miguel. Now, Robbie doesn't know, and Sam and Miguel don't know that Tori saw. So, in the last episode of the season is a giant high school brawl between multiple people. Um, because Tori calls out Sam in the middle of uh, school. And, you know, it turns into a insane fight fest in the middle of the halls of this high school. Um, and it was really interesting because it wasn't, you know, your typical Karate Kid tournament. It was a more serious venture. Um, and we're talking about younger kids getting involved, older kids getting involved, girls and boys fighting each other. It's, it's intense. Um... And by the end of that whole fight scene, because I'm not going to get into too much because I don't want to spoil the entire fight scene for you because it was pretty well choreographed the entire time. Uh, action nonstop in that whole episode. Um, by the end of it, there's a horrible incident, which this isn't so much of a spoiler because if you've seen the trailer for season three, you know what happens. But Robbie Keane ends up kicking Miguel over the railing at the school and Miguel hits his back off one of the railings on the stairs. And it opens a total different path for season three. So it's insane because they never followed the same pattern of, you know, tournament this, tournament that, uh, you know, love triangle that, that. They open up a new path every single time. It was a new story to follow each season. So by the ending of season two, we see the whole incident of uh, Miguel getting hurt from that whole high school fight and beginning season three is Robbie's on the run from, you know, the police because of what happened potential, you know, he potentially killed someone. Um, the aftermath of the brawl at the high school left, you know, the students unable to basically come in contact with anyone at school. There was more security searches at the entrance of the school. Um, there was, you know, a committee to actually stop the tournament from happening in season three. Um, John Kreese's Cobra Kai is now kicking off as, you know, a ruthless group of karate students. And Miguel's now in the hospital who's potentially going to lose his life. So in season three, uh, what we get from that is Miguel wakes from his his coma, and he was told he's potential to never walk again, which is which is heartbreaking, especially because this kid now f did karate for so long, and, you know, that's his life, basically, and now it's, it's thrown out of the way because he listened to the rules of Johnny Lawrence of, you know, instead of showing no mercy, it's always good to show a bit of mercy, and it ends up turning some of the members of Cobra Kai on Johnny Lawrence because of 
Miguel listening to Johnny's rules, it ended up harming him more than anyway else. So it splits them, and majority of them go with John Kreese because John Kreese is the original way of Cobra Kai, no mercy, strike first, strike hard, um, where Johnny Lawrence then has no more dojo. He lost Cobra Kai to uh, John Kreese, and he basically lost his best student, the one person who actually realistically cared for, for Johnny. Um, now, season three, uh, we get a crazy amount of nostalgia brought back to us in this film, uh, this series as well. Um, season two didn't show as much of that, but season three, we get a crazy amount. Um, we get... Allie coming back for once. Uh, it was rumored that she was supposed to come back for season three, but I wasn't aware if she did or didn't until I saw the show. Um, and I don't remember exactly what episode it was in, but we finally see a glimpse of Allie as she's back in in town of uh, Reseda. So it was absolutely phenomenal to see her come back. So now we see the original trio of Daniel LaRusso, Allie and Johnny all back in season three. They're all together again. But another big thing they did, which was really cool. I was not expecting this. Daniel LaRusso has to go to Japan for his um, car dealership because there's this whole talk of them signing a deal with another with a rival company in order to just use them to sell their cars, which means Daniel can't. So his business is in jeopardy, takes off to Japan, and in that travel, he goes back to Okinawa. And if you don't know what Okinawa is, it's the home of Mr. Miyagi, as well as where Karate Kid 2 took place, which was really cool. So we got to see a new aspect of Cobra Kai with them going to Okinawa. Um... Which was cool because they didn't spend so much time um, at Okinawa. So it didn't absorb a lot of the the time of the show. Which was which was pretty cool for that point. But they brought back a lot of important characters at that point. And what I mean by that is we saw the same people that were from the original uh, film in this show. It was absolutely absolutely fantastic um i'm trying to remember uh their names of the original people so give me one second i'll i'll give you the list of every single person that was brought back in karate kid uh from karate kid 2 um and it was cool because when they did this, we got to see um, one of the, the cast members growing up. Um, so what I mean by this is when he travels back to uh, from when he goes to Okinawa, we then get to see the characters from Okinawa themselves. So the uh, is he the nephew? Of Mr. Miyagi. Um, I'm trying to remember. Because there's an old rival from there. So he runs into 
and I apologize if I'm butchering any of these names, uh, Tamlin Tomita, who plays the female interest to Daniel LaRusso in Karate Kid 2. So we get to see her coming back in um, Cobra Kai, which was which was really cool just because I wasn't expecting it at all. Uh, as well as we also get to see uh, Yuji Okamoto, who plays the, the rival in in that series. He comes back and they have a whole um, fight scene in a way where he's training uh, Daniel LaRusso, showing him some you know technique. They're sparring, having a good time or whatever. And he ends up doing the same move that LaRusso does in The Karate Kid. So he finishes him off and he's sitting there, you know, ready to do the final strike. And he does the whole wind up and then the 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 nose pinch from Karate Kid 2. So it was cool they brought back that in entire scene. And um, it was brilliant. I was not expecting that at all coming from that. It was cool that we've now seen majority of the major cast members come back into this series from the movies. It blew my mind. So the entire show from beginning to end brings a lot of nostalgia and it makes you feel so good watching it. Especially from someone who, like I said, if you grew up watching these films when they first came out, you could appreciate this series a lot more um, than someone like myself who still appreciates them because I was able to watch these films when I was growing up and still can now. Um... But if you were one to see them on release and, you know, it was part of your childhood, then you could really, really appreciate uh, these films uh, more than uh, these uh, episodes more than myself. So season three ends in a in a very intense way with another big battle. So they stepped away from the tournament once again and took path of a giant battle between the rival dojos at the house of LaRusso's. Um, and what I mean by that is they are there to have a sort of get together with some members of Cobra Kai and uh, uh, Miyagi Do Dojo uh, to come together and you know stop this this rivalry, which ends up getting interrupted by the members of John Kreese's side of Cobra Kai, and it's a, another huge battle between everyone and what was cool about this one was i guess it was more of a a personal level here that uh they felt attacked and it brought back some old friendships and brought people together in a way that was was, was really cool especially because we see hawk who i've mentioned earlier that he started off friends with miguel and dimitri ended up becoming a cocky and arrogant person because of his new personality with karate, ends up going full circle and helping out Dimitri and, um, as Johnny Lawrence's dojo was called now, Eagle Fang Karate, and some members of Cobra Kai uh, becoming friends and saying, you know, to work together. It was it was a full circle for him by the end of season three, which was, was really cool. And the whole fight scene was well choreographed. It was uh, brought some closure to some of the characters, but opened a lot more rivals uh, in a way, and and created a a big tournament path for season four. Um, then we get a glimpse of Johnny going to uh, Cobra Kai to talk to 
um, John Kreese, and Ralph ends up showing up as well. So we see when Johnny walks into Cobra Kai, Robbie Keane is now training with John Kreese, which Johnny doesn't know about until that moment. And at that point, you know, Johnny must have realized how bad things have gone because he, the one thing he didn't want for his own son was to go down the same path he went and it ended up going that way anyways. Due to every single incident from season one to the end of season three led Robbie down to the same path that his father took. Um, so that's what Johnny didn't want. And it ended up having a fight scene between John Kreese, Johnny Lawrence, and Ralph Macchio, who shows up afterwards. They brawl for a good amount of time. It was great. It was choreographed really well. Um, and by the end of that whole fight scene, they hint at what season four is going to be about. So season four is reported to be another tournament between Cobra Kai and what's now going to be Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence working together at their dojo. So we don't know exactly what it's going to going to be called it could still be uh miyagi do karate it could still be that i'm not 100 percent sure on what they're going with that name uh for their side but we see hawk miguel sam uh dimitri all of them joining up with daniel and johnny which john crease now has tori and robbie with a select few other people um on his team um, so John Kreese is building an intense karate team once again uh, to stop uh, Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence. So I'm hoping season four isn't the end of the series just because they're going to do this whole tournament. And if either one of them win, it could be the end of the show or they could lead it to another path or continue down the same road they're going. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Um the sad thing is season three just came out this month of 2021, so we won't see season four for a while, um, closer to the fall slash winter of this year, possibly. So we'll have to wait and see on what they do with that. Um, I'm told that they want to also continue off with some more spinoffs from this series, so I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, hopefully we get... I'm about up to maybe season seven on Cobra Kai and then some spinoff series would be pretty cool as long as they're not uh, butchering anything by, you know, going too much into it. Because one thing gets successful, you don't want to do too much then it sounds it just seems like it's a lot. So hopefully they take the right path with that. Um, like I said, highly recommend watching this series uh, from season one to season three It is fantastic um you can watch it uh, like i said solo or with a fam with your family it's it's fantastic it's funny it's got drama if you're into a show that you know is a bit cheesy here and there but you know it's it's great in other aspects then i highly recommend watching it um because i'm someone who enjoys shows uh, shows like that so again i do uh, appreciate everyone for listening to this podcast like I said, go to movieposters.com and use code under the scene for 15% off of your final order. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks.